Welcome to the About Life with Joe podcast. I'm Joe, and your life is about to get better. Please subscribe and enjoy. Today, Alana and I talk about finding your why and how you can use the tools of daydreaming and envisioning your future to help you get to where you want to go. I live in Boston. I lived in Boston for 30 years, and I okay. recently, in September, moved to the suburbs. Oh, got it. Okay. Because of the whole COVID situation, I lived right. in a high rise on the 27th floor, and with all of the rules and the getting in and out of the elevator and me having yeah. just healed from cancer, it just wasn't a good, and I didn't know if the kids were going to go back to school or what, and I just couldn't be in an apartment. So after um, a 16-year stint in the same place, like, I, oh, wow. yeah, I lived at the Ritz-Carlton, oh, um, which was super fun and, and great. And I, it was like a, um, a vertical suburb. So we all oh, knew each other because a lot of us were original owners and yeah. we, you know, we saw babies being born. There were I think probably like 40 dogs in the building. So it was the best kind of building where I didn't have my dog yet, but I felt like I knew all these dogs and it was so yeah. cool to get your fix. But with the whole COVID situation, it just, I was like, there, this is not, no. Yeah. It's like the elevator rules are crazy. Uh, yeah. And I, and I literally was like, you know, it's always good to know when to leave. Like, yeah. don't be a bad lever. Right. I tell my kids, <laughs> you can dance on tables. You just need to know when to get down. You can go to parties. You just need to know when to go home. So it was very much like that, Alana, where I felt like I was really ready to go and COVID was just the push. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I lived, I moved to a suburb for the very first time in my entire life because I've always lived in a city, even where I was born and raised, like Worcester is technically a city. Yeah. And everybody, I, I don't know, like everybody was more freaked out about it than I was. I'm like, I'm yeah. gonna be fine because I'm good with myself. Like I'm, I'm fine. And yeah, everyone's like, how are you? Like, how do you like it? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I really, I like it. Yeah. And I obviously feel it's so not like a different planet. It's just yeah. I feel, way. Yeah, it's, I mean, is it different? Yeah, but there's so many. I don't know. I guess I just approached it. It was a the right timing for me, and I approached it with a very different attitude because a decade ago, I would have been like, "Oh," and I think I was like, "Oh, not for." But it just goes to show you when you're really who you are, and you're okay to be really who you are, and you don't have that image, or you're thinking about what other people are thinking about you. You just do yeah. what feels right for you. That's the most freeing thing. Yeah. I feel like that's, I mean, so applicable in just any scenario, really. Like, I think so many of my friends, like, need a push to get there, myself included. And I feel like the push isn't always as obvious of a global pandemic. Um, But I think that, like, they come in different ways. And it's always clear after it happens. It's just, like, making the actual change is always a little bit tough. But the suburbs are good. (laughs) Not all bad. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a suburb of Chicago. Um, so it's on like the West side. It's a very small suburb. It's like 10,000 people. It's like pretty funny because it's two miles squared (laughs) is how small the suburb is. Like it's tiny. You could walk from like side to side. Um, but then I actually went to a really big high school because it was from a lot of different small towns. Um, so my high school is 4,000 kids, which is massive. Um, so it was kind of like a paradox. (laughs) Well, but that high school experience trained you for New York City. Yeah. So you didn't go from small town USA to, you know, Manhattan right away, right? right? No. And uh, Michigan is also a huge school. So that got easier. Um, But I think it is like because of going to such a big high school, it's like large gatherings have never really bothered me at all um like large groups of people being like one of many isn't a big deal to me um just like because I didn't know everyone in my high school and that was never even an expectation so I think 
like Sarah, our other roommate is a perfect example of someone who her high school had like 30 kids in her graduating class. Um, so we have like very different high school experiences, but I don't know, New York's its own like monster. I feel like you need. Right. That's its own thing. Yeah. So all of these people we're referencing just for everybody who's watching are people in as that are part of our, uh, I would call it just the original circle, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) of, Of the brave young women that came on and were like, okay, we're going to ask some questions and get the conversation started and really just, it's the awareness that you want to know. So being aware that you want to grow and you want to know, and then you want to learn and having the willingness to be vulnerable and ask the questions, I think is so empowering. Yeah. If you're like this in your twenties, Oh my gosh, like I can't even imagine you guys like at my age, you're going to be unstoppable. <laughs> I unstoppable. hope so. With your help, maybe. <laughs> no, just, it's a, it's a, I'm the little nudge, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. Nudge. Yeah, seriously. Well, I, I do think it's pretty crazy because I, networking is obviously so important in any field you're in. I find networking to be my nightmare. Like I hate, I always feel like a burden. I always feel like it's always forced conversation. So then when Christina was like, Joanna's not like a normal networker, she's just gonna, (laughs) it's really just like chatting um, and hearing from someone who just has such great experiences and such good perspective on things. Um, So that kind of was my nudge. Like it's so easy. I live with the girls who are doing it. I just have to walk into my living room and all of a sudden this like amazing group is kind of being formed. Um, So I feel like that is just kind of life's funny little wink at me to get better at networking and stuff like that. <laughs> That's so interesting that you bring up that point with networking. I First of all, thank you so much for all your kind words and your feedback. That mm-hmm. is so, um, it's the, one of my favorite things I do is talk to you. I call you girls, but yeah. you young women, okay? <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, I'm meeting with the girls tonight. I absolutely yeah. love it. There's like this effervescent energy um, or just, you know, something just super special about it, obviously, because it turned into this, which is yeah. fascinating um, and very quickly. And yeah. what I find very interesting about it is because you guys show up and no one is drinking. <laughs> We're having a cocktail tonight. It's yeah. <laughs> Friday, but no one is drinking. Everyone's paying attention. Everyone's engaged. And it's like so almost so much better than a networking event where you feel like you have to hit certain people in a room or you got to pay attention to a conversation that maybe you're not interested in Mm because you have to wait your turn or yeah right so it's yeah exactly right I don't want to be pushy but I also want like to speak up so it's like it's a an awkward kind of thing to learn how to do I think yeah so tell me about that that's interesting that's an interesting feeling that you have because you grew up going to a very big high school. So you really had to figure it out, right? Yeah. Like it's not like your guidance counselor was calling you and saying, Hey, Lana, I want to talk to you about your hopes and dreams. Can you please come yeah. in twice a week? Yeah, no. Well, not happening, I'm assuming, right? Not the case, no. <laughs> and then how many people in your family, like how many siblings do you have? So I have two siblings. I have a twin brother actually. Um, so that's, Kind oh, of we got to get him on here. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would love for him to be on. I think yeah. you would find it funny because we are polar opposites. Even like looks wise, he has blonde hair, blue eyes, really like fair red skin. Um, and then like personality wise, he's like, I mean, he's so funny, but like pretty quiet, like definitely not as like bubbly as me I guess you could say um but it's just funny because we're best friends still even after that um just being so different um so that's my brother and then I have an older sister who is two years older than me okay so you guys are the babies but there's two of you okay so that's interesting and it's nice that it's boy girl as well so your mom really had her hands full Yep. She really did. (laughs) She, we were both like pretty big babies, my brother and I, and she's only five foot two. Um, so she's always like, 
the pictures of her when she was pregnant with my brother and I with a two-year-old her stomach is like out to here like she always says she has nowhere to go but out just because she had no height to like distribute it um so she definitely had her hands full um but yeah we're all super a small uh, a woman that's small in stature ever Mm -hmm. yeah I mean even when you look at people that you think are tall on tv and then you see them in real life. Like I, I remember my first Madonna concert when I went, I, I always just assumed Madonna was six feet tall because yeah. her energy and her personality is so big. And then I saw her and I'm like, oh my goodness, she's tiny. Yeah. You know, like me. I'm, yeah. um, I was doing a, uh, an in-person interview, which is so rare to do an in-person talk. Uh, yeah. And we were filming it, at, we were streaming it from a live location and it was so nice. And I showed up and all these people that I had been Zooming with for months saw me for the first time in real life. And I hadn't put my heels on yet or anything. And they're like, oh my God, you're so small. And I'm like, <laughs> Did you think I was big? And like, they were like, well, you're like tiny. You're like, you know, I'm like I know. I know. I'm like, that's funny because I have the same impression. You just have a tall personality, I guess. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I'm 5'3", and my kids okay. really debate if I'm 5'3". They're like, Mom, you're you're just not 5'3". <laughs> I like that's 5'3", and my checkups say 5'3", but yeah, really, you thought I was tall too? No, I'm not tall, yeah. and it never occurred to me that I wasn't tall until I had children, and they, you know, were, were, when they were in middle school, that's all they would talk about is how tall this one is and how tall that one is. And I'm like, we never talked about that. I don't know. Yeah. Like my, in the eighties, that just never came up. You just kind of, yeah. I had never really realized I was short or small until my kids were like, you're small. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> are they taller than you now? One is taller and okay. one is exactly how I was at her age, but I ended up growing three inches when I was like 19 years old. Really? Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. Who knew? I mean, I had some, I don't know. I went to college. Maybe it was all the pizza and the beer. Yeah. And and then I I was like, oh, you know, my pants don't fit right. And that was weird. Anyway. And I I mean, I'd rather go up than out after all the pizza oh, I, and beer. I, 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 yeah. I, grew, I grew in I grew in every way. Yeah. Grew, <laughs> maybe I stopped growing this way, but like I grew <laughs> in every way and you know it all evens out. You're growing somewhere. Sports, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. I mean, if we weren't in, you know, the night early nineties, no one was, you know, healthy eating was you know, are you going to eat like a small bag of Lay's potato chips? <laughs> not, not a whole bag, right? You're going to eat a small yeah. bag. And a healthy lunch was like a chicken salad sub because it had yeah. chicken in it. You know, I, mean, I don't know. There were no meat yeah. bars. There was, yeah. no, you know, there was just none of it. But yeah, you know, it's interesting when you ask me where I live at where I live now and versus where I was. I used to daydream when I was a young child. I was, I, mean, I grew up in a three family home in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. So it's very, very blue collar. And my um, grandmother lived on the very, on the top floor and there was another apartment upstairs and it was rented to this really nice uh, older woman named Frida and my family and I, my mom, my dad, and my sister lived on the first floor. Um, and we didn't really have a lot. And I would spend a lot of time playing in this small backyard with my godbrother, George, who lived just down the street. And we're still like, he's still, I write about him in my book. He's still one of my closest friends. And we would just dream about how we didn't want to be where we were. Right, because we always felt like we didn't kind of fit in that backyard or in his, he didn't even have a backyard. He had a side yard. Um, And plus he was the youngest of two kids. So he wasn't like even allowed to like play at his house. So he was always playing (laughs) my house, right? Yeah. We would sit around and we would daydream, but talk about our daydreams out loud. Yeah. And I remember very vividly saying to him, I'm going to live 
in this tall building and it's going to be all glass and there'll be somebody downstairs that knows me and is going to let people in and let people out because I didn't even know what that even yeah. was. Right. Okay. I, it was a concierge, but now, now I know. Yeah. And I'm going to live in this really fancy place. Yeah. And he would say, and I think he would say, and I, I, I'm trying to remember it because this is like, I mean, you're talking about 40 plus years ago. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to live very close with you. I'm going to yeah. live close with you. But he had never said, I'm going to live in this, you know, tall building or whatever. And that's exactly what happened to Lana. He lived in a neighborhood of Boston, very, very close with me. And I didn't even put this all together until I started to intentionally bring back daydreaming. But yeah. all of those things we talked about as little kids yeah. in our little backyard in Worcester, Massachusetts, all of those things came true. Why did they come true though? Yeah. We didn't think about how we were yeah. going to do it. We just thought it was possible. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's amazing. Too. Yeah. And then you go through life and people will tell you, well, that's a great idea, but how are you going to do that? So we get stuck in the how. Yeah. Does that happen to you? Totally. A hundred percent. I kind of brought this up on one of our calls, but my dad recently found um, an old notebook of like a lot of little things that me and my siblings would write when we were kids. And um, we always went on family vacations every summer and it was like the big family vacation of the year. Um, and one, one year my dad asked us to write down a list of the favorite places we've been, A, and then B, where we wanted to go most. Um, and so like he found mine the other day and it was, I got chills reading it actually, because once again, I wasn't thinking about how things were going to happen, why, where, when I just like thought about what I liked and what I wanted. Um, and it was like Alana McCluskey, like age seven. And it was, um, That's so cute. Like, yeah, it was like the number one place I wanted to spend more time in was New York city, which here I am, um, whatever, 20 years later. Oh, my light went off. Um, sorry. No worries. Um, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening. Give me one second. Hopefully Take we can edit this. <laughs> Take your time. I'm enjoying my orange wine. And who knew that orange yeah. wine would be good? I mean, they are doing crazy things with wine these days. <laughs> I'll take all of it. Okay, let's see if this works now. Oh, there we go. Whoa. I'm going to turn this back. Christina's ring light. Yeah. <laughs> Christina bought it for her interview, and we've all been using it for <laughs> these talks. Um, oh, yeah. She's just like, I got a ring light. We can cut. Me so I'll go in and I'll cut all of this so we can. Okay, cool. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. I'll make sure this is. Um, where was I? So yeah, like you can you see seven in, years old, right? I'm seven years old. What were your dreams? Tell me the places you wanted to go at seven. Yeah. I just went to New York. It's funny. Cause now looking back on what we did in New York, like we spent so much time in like Times Square and like doing all the touristy things that now I hate. But even then I was like absolutely obsessed with it. So I wrote like number one place that I want to spend more time, New York City. Here I am. I, I never thought I would move to New York. And then after college, I ended up moving here um, kind of on a whim. And I have absolutely loved it. I'm so glad that I ended up moving here, even though it was not really part of the plan. Um, and then the number two spot that I wanted to go was Italy, which I had never even been. And then I ended up actually spending a semester in Florence when I was in college. And it was funny because my my siblings are always like, I've always been like kind of the big daydreamer and kind of not like realistically thinking things through, but just like, oh, one day I'd love to do that. And like a lot of times after the daydreams, they just happen to work out. Um, so my brother and sister were like classic Alana, like just like stumbled upon this. But here I am. <laughs> you know, it works and it works every time and it works both ways, Alana. It works for the good and yeah. it works for the not so good. Yeah. So make your dreams really amazing and don't worry about the details. I mean, yeah. back up. 
worry about the details in your dream. Like I feel like as specific as you can get about how you are feeling, wherever it is that you want to be or do or go. So for example, I was dreaming that I was wearing, daydreaming that I was wearing this green um, kind of silk material and I was um, really, it's something like I never would, would have worn in my regular repertoire, my life, okay? Yeah. And when I was in this place, I was wearing this beautiful green, like a limey silk green um, top. And I just remember visualizing like, oh, that's what I'm wearing. That's what I'm, you know, and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna have this incredible meal wearing this beautiful top and I'm gonna be in a beautiful place and I'm gonna be so relaxed and so happy. Yeah. And then I look back and I connect the dots, like a simple daydream in the shower. I was just like, oh, I had no green silk top at the time. I had no idea. I was in cloudy and cold Boston, Massachusetts. And yeah. then a few weeks later, probably about six weeks later, I'm at Saks at friends and family in Florida with one of my daughters and she sees this we see this top and she sees it and I'm like do you like this she's like mom I love it yeah. and when you get teenage approved you're like yeah. okay oh, yeah. yep <laughs> silk top and I end up um not flying back when I when my girls flew back I ended up staying the weekend and I ended up going to one of my favorite restaurants in Palm Beach and sitting at the bar and meeting all of these incredible people one of which is going to be on the show. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. And I remember just having such a vivid feeling like, oh, I, I've been here before. I have felt this before because I dreamt about this. And I didn't know it was more like escapism. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. we stopped doing that. So you daydream, you obviously were prompted by your dad and your parents to, to, write down and to yeah. visualize and all of that stuff. But how does daydreaming work for you now? Like, what does that look like for you now? Have you been daydreaming recently? What is it, what is it like? Yeah, well, after our call, when you say daydream every day, every time in the, in the shower now, I make a point to daydream. Um, and like a lot of times it's superficial things. Like I'm walking down the street with like a Chanel bag and some shopping bag. That's not bag. superficial, that's heaven. That is heaven. <laughs> so fingers crossed that one comes true. Hopefully sooner rather than later would be lovely. Um, I think I have to start off with a classic black, you know, timeless. But as I work my way up, I'd love like a neutral tan or a white. So like a pop pink could be kind of fun. Yeah. For now, black. Back to the black bag. So you're, you're talking my, you're speaking my, you're speaking my, my, my language. Yeah. So it's a black bag. Is it, is yeah. it quilted? It's quilted. Yeah. Is it a boy bag or is it the regular classic Chanel? It's the classic Chanel. Is it silver hardware or is it gold? It's gold. And when you wear it, what else are you wearing? I, it's going to be something like pretty classic, chic, minimalist. Um, I feel like the Chanel bag is the only accessory you need with that. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to be wearing like just like black straight leg pants and like a really nice like white top, maybe like a fun red lip with it, something. Okay, My so nails will also be red. Tailored, put together like yeah. I tried, but I didn't really try. Exactly. Yeah. And then you have the Chanel bag. Okay. And then you reach into your bag in your dreams and pull out your phone, like your phone with your screensaver now. And yeah. then like picture, like it make your dream so detailed. Yeah. Okay. That you feel like it's happening. Yeah. Those dream, you are going to have that Chanel bag yeah. or something better. Okay. Yeah. So always leave it open for that because yeah. we think we know what we want and we think we know what's best for us. But sometimes there's something better we haven't thought of. Yeah. Maybe definitely. there's a burden in your future. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
would love that. <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. Well, that's kind of an interesting thought that I have on daydreaming because I love daydreaming. I find myself doing it all the time. But that being said, I also feel like a lot of times I hear the advice that things always happen when you least expect them. So it's kind of like a weird fine line sometimes I think behind like if you are wanting something so badly, but like it's all you think about, sometimes I feel like it's not going to happen because you're just so honed in on something. And then other times to your point, I think that daydreaming like kind of makes you want to do things that will lead to the daydream. Do you know what I mean? I, to, I know exactly what you mean and I can explain this to you and break it down okay. and I can explain it to you so you understand it in very, very logical, simple terms. What you're saying is 100% accurate. Yeah. The reason why it's accurate is when you are obsessing or you want something so, so, so much, you're out of its vibration. Oh. So, okay. Daydreaming is one part, but there's energy that goes with it. Like you're giving out this yeah. energy, right? Yeah. So when you are very in, if your energy is too high, it's the same thing as your energy being too low. You're not in a place where you can align and capture it. Yeah. Okay. So when you are daydreaming or wanting for something, then release it. Yeah. Okay. And you don't have to, if you start controlling the daydream, then it doesn't become dreaming. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Right. So you picture the Chanel bag and you picture you walking down the street and you picture going to meet someone for dinner yeah. and you just follow that feeling and then don't overthink it. Yeah. Okay. Don't think, when is it coming? Is it here yet? Where's my yeah. Chanel bag? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Because that bumps you out of that vibration for being yeah. able to receive it. Yeah. Okay. And I am classic on this where yeah. I didn't even realize it was like, it was like too much. Yeah. So you don't want to be too much. And then you don't want to be below, you know, mm -hmm. like if you do something or something happens and you get really pissed off or you get really irritated, that will bump you way down. Yeah. Okay. It's the same thing as being up here at the same time and being so obsessed. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And Really, it's like leaning into it and just enjoying the dream like a seven-year-old. So yeah. my advice for you here on everything you dream from this day forward is pretend you're seven years old again. Okay. Okay. And when you find yourself going down the story too far, say, would seven-year-old Alana ask that question? Yeah. Would it? Yeah. <laughs> She would just be like, oh, that sounds like so much fun. I want to go to Italy. Yeah. And what is it like in Italy? Will I be eating pizza there that I love? Would I be eating a pasta dish that I love? What does that taste like? And I think like yeah. anytime you can engage your senses in the dream, it makes it so real. Okay. Yeah. So things happen. I can't even remember where I read this or I studied it once or things happen. Uh, I think it's Mary Morrissey. And she's fantastic. She is does a whole daydreaming workshop. Really? So yeah. So she um, she says things always happen twice. Ooh. Once when they're a thought, and oh. once when they happen. And I'm like, oh my god, that's so true. Yeah. So you want to hear what one of my best friends and I did over. Well, this kind of time last year during quarantine? Yes, always. Okay. So this is like one of my best friends from middle school. Okay. We, we um, have been friends since we were 12 years old, but we got yeah. super duper close when we were adults. I mean, we yeah. were friends and we were friendly and it was all good. And we have like, you know, pictured our junior prom together, but um, we weren't as tight as we are now. Yeah. And we keep getting closer, which is even more awesome. Yeah, so that's a whole different sidebar, but never kind of discount relationships where they are. There are different seasons and different times in life. Yeah. And I talk about this with Christina in one of our segments of like the quarters of friendship. Like, yeah, you know, not every quarter is the same. So here we are in this pandemic. 
shit show. I don't know if I can really say that on YouTube, but I'm saying it. That's <laughs> yeah. all you can call it. <laughs> right? Everything's going like sideways. Yeah. And I start doing my daydreaming practice that I talk about in the shower because I'm just so, so many things are not going in a positive direction in general. And I'm like, well, the only thing I can do is literally try to save my future. <laughs> because yeah. Because I'm not enjoying my present so much. I, I'm yeah. aware of it and I accept it. But I also want to escape and project forward, right? Yeah. So, and this is my friend who is has a very big job and she's very, very successful. I'll have her on to meet you guys in a group one day. She'll be very insightful to, yeah. um, to your kind of hiring process and interviewing process. She's super, super smart and super accomplished and... I schedule the time with her. I call her up and I'm like, listen, I have something for us to do. She's like, well, what, 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 what could we possibly be doing, Joanna? We can't see yeah. anybody. We can't go anywhere. I'm like, I know what we're going to do. Okay. Yeah. It's going to bring us some joy. She's yeah. Like, okay. Tell me. And I said, we're going to set up a weekly, two times a week, a call. And we're going to talk about our dreams. Mm. to each other and we're not going to judge each other we're just going to encourage yeah one hour we're going to talk about your dreams and then one hour we're going to talk about my dreams and we're not going to do the how why where and when but we are just going to cheerlead for each other's dreams yeah i don't have the little note with me now but like she wrote me a note and said all of the things that we were dreaming about have happened Oh my gosh. All of them. Because I was like, okay, here I am dreaming yeah. in the shower by myself. But I'm like, I need to have another person who is completely aligned with me. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not going to naysay because there's plenty of naysayers out there because yeah. people will project their own fears and phobias and experiences on you. Yeah. Even if they love you, they don't yeah. even know they're doing it. I mean, I do this. I, I've done this before. Okay, if like my kids want to try something and I'm 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 like, ooh, I don't know. But then I stop myself, right? Because that's their mm -hmm. dream. Yeah. But I started to have these daydreaming calls with her. And we would schedule them like just regular business calls. Yeah. And it was we never shared with anybody else, of course, because mm -hmm. there's that like, you know, middle school loyalty, right? Yeah. Like, right. And she wrote me a note recently in December when it was my birthday and she kind of went through that all of these things had happened and it's just, and I'm like, yeah, this, these things have happened. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Like you meet with a friend yeah. uh, for dinner or you meet with a friend that you really, really are aligned with on um, a soul level. Yeah. Okay. And start talking about your dreams to each other without judgment. Yeah. Unless you are going to contribute on how you can propel my dream forward, do not reply. Yeah. Okay? And I will do the same. And you can imagine me, the way I talk, how hard it was for me to not go in and be like, oh my God, I, this is how we're going to do it. But I can just <laughs> listen. And I would just dream for her. Like I became part of her dreams. And you know what's even double fulfilling? You know, your dreams coming true? Watching somebody you love yeah. having their dreams come true. Yeah. Like when you guys start telling me I dreamt about this and it happened, like that is, that, that's my kryptonite. Yeah. Give me your thoughts. As soon as I get a Chanel bag, you're the first to hear about it. <laughs> I want that text. I want a picture. Yeah. And I will yeah. be like, and you know, I have a bag problem. I mean, it's a certified <laughs> bag. When Real Real is calling you saying, have you thought of consigning anything? And I'm like, I haven't bought anything. It's been a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> They're calling you. <laughs> kind of not true. Kind of not That's true. That's so funny. Mm. I think that, I mean, I... I'm so into that. And I, I feel like I'm going to start doing that. I think with our calls, it's already pretty much happening um, amongst my roommates. Like every time we hang up with one of the calls, we start like chatting about what 
we would like to do in the future and like what we took away from that week's call. Um, but I think that, I think my like struggle with it is not really knowing like how to like, I'm trying to think how to articulate this. Like just I, I totally agree with like, you can't be too high and you also can't be too low, but then how do you find that balance of like, I'm not being too crazy about chasing this dream. Like I'm thinking about it like a seven-year-old. It's just what I want. Um, and like what I see myself doing, but then it's like, you also need to be proactive in doing things that are going to help you achieve that goal, you know? So I feel like that's kind of my, like, I, I don't even know what I'm the balance. What the balance. Yeah, exactly. The balance. Like how do you strike that? Yeah. You're looking for the balance in how do I do everything I need to do to get me to this place? Yes. Right without being obsessive about it and then not being complacent about it, right? Exactly. Right. So this is how you do it. You release all uh, any negative kind of thought around it of why it can't happen. You yeah. just absolutely release it, okay? Mm-hmm. Just put that all out of your mind. Yeah. Because if you have any sort of doubt that it's possible, that doubt is enough to stop it, mm-hmm. okay? So when you start feeling like it's not possible, ask yourself why you're feeling that. Because maybe it's not really what you want. Yeah. Okay? You got to get down to really what you want. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you have to think about your why. So let's go back a couple of steps. And before yeah. you start daydreaming, think about why these things, why you want them. And if you know why you want them, you will fall into a more natural rhythm and an alignment. I think that you always have to do your best no matter what you're doing. So that yeah. means you're going to be doing the work regardless. So mm-hmm. you're not going to be uh, complacent or you know avoiding things or letting things pile up or not doing a great job at work or not being a responsive person. So those things can never happen, Alana, right? So I'm assuming you're operating from a level of always doing your best. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't even talk about it. So it's like, put your best foot forward every single day. Right. And be okay with that. Yeah. Be okay with your mistakes. Give yourself grace and permission to make mistakes. Forgive yourself when you don't perform completely your best because you're having a bad day. But as long as you get up and you try again, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that to me is doing your best. The definition of doing your best is just getting up and giving it your all. And your all may not be the same every day. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Okay. And don't judge. Oh, you know, like I did really well today, but two days ago I did two days ago already happened. Yeah. All you can do is start where you are and put your best foot forward every day. So yeah. that's, you know, step two. Your why is step one. Yeah. Step two is put your your best foot forward. So two of the things that you're concerned about by doing those things have already been addressed. Yeah. Okay. If you are iffy about a dream, it probably means, at least in my experience, that you really don't want it. Yeah. Or you're maybe not, you're ready, you're not ready for it. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a dream that somebody else had for you, or maybe it's a dream that somebody told you, okay, I'll give you an example. I love to cook and I would love to cook for you. I'd love to cook for the girls. I love to cook for my daughters. I love to cook for friends. There's really nothing that makes me happier than making an incredible six course meal and like 10, you know, six to 10 friends sit around the table. We have a few bottles of wine and we enjoy all the courses. Yeah. And people would say to me, you need to have a restaurant. Oh. Let me tell you. Yeah. That was never in my dream. Yeah. That was other people's dream for me. And although I did, you know, own a fast food place and all of that kind of stuff, I didn't enjoy doing that kind of work when it was work. Yeah. But it's how people saw me, not how I saw myself. Yeah. So even That's a though, really. Right? 
very important distinction. I feel like that's, yeah. And just because you enjoy something or you're good at it doesn't mean that it's your dream. Yeah. So get clear about yourself and what your dreams are mm -hmm. because you're at the perfect age to do that. Your yeah. parents have done an incredible job getting you to where you are, helping you get to where you are now and all that place. But really start thinking about what's behind the Chanel bag. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. what's behind the Chanel bag and what's in the Chanel bag? I think that <laughs> that's even more interesting than the Chanel bag. Yeah, totally. And I love Chanel bags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's another kind of interesting aspect of it because I, I've never really known what my dream is. Kind of more just like I have visions of like how my life is going to pan out, and I know that I always yeah, and I I know I want to work always. I don't think I could ever not work. It's just kind of a matter of what I'm doing when I'm working. I'm currently doing merchandising, um, and I absolutely love it, which is pretty interesting because I before starting in merchandising, it was really just like kind of a daydreaming thing. Once again, we're like, I didn't even know what merchandising was. I applied to Gap because I recognized Gap, obviously, who doesn't recognize Gap? Um, and then I ended up getting the job and like, I've loved it ever since. Um, but I'm just not sure like how long-term I'll be in it. You know what I mean? I think like, I know one thing I know I'm certain of is I want to end up back in Chicago. Um, as much as I love New York, I think that this will be a temporary thing and merchandising isn't really big in Chicago. Um, so that's kind of like what I struggle with is I love merchandising. I love where I'm at right now. It's just like in my daydream, I end up in Chicago and it's like, how do I get there? You know what I'm saying? Well, when I love what I'm doing now. Yeah. You, you stop asking how. You don't yep. know. You don't so know. true. You don't <laughs> wow. Know yeah. Now how will be revealed to you. This is, it. Yeah. this is an interesting analogy. Think about it yeah. this way. This is where you are bumping yourself out of that, like where you can meet the vibration, right? Because yeah. you're thinking about it in logical terms. And dreaming is not logical. Yeah. That's why it's head in the clouds. You're dreaming, right? Giving yourself that creative space where there are no rules. Think about it that way. Yeah. A good analogy here is you have, you know, uh, you want to go from Boston to California. You know you want to get there. There's multiple ways to get there, but you don't know how you're going to go. You'll mm -hmm. still end up there if that's really where you want to go. Yeah. Okay. There's multiple options for you to be in Chicago, to be doing, maybe it's not merchandising, but there's Gap in Chicago and there's, there's other major retailers like that. And there's Michigan Avenue for God's sakes. Like there's, there's, so much, <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't know where that's going to lead you. So don't worry about the how I say, worry about the why. Yeah. Okay. If you're, and, and worry is not the right word. Think about the why. Yeah. Get really vested in the why and then allow yourself to daydream. Yeah. And the how will be revealed to you. You have to trust the process. And yeah. that's what will bump you out of the vibration when you don't trust the process. Like I catch myself doing this all the time, Alana, where I'm yeah. like, oh, I really want. And then I, and I think, okay, well, how? And then I'm like, nope. That's not what I'm doing right now. Yeah. The how is in different parts of your life. Yeah. But in the dreaming, have that be this special little sanctuary space for you. Where yeah. seven-year-old seven Alana with very fabulous modern, you know, daydreams. Yeah. Okay, can just be. Mm-hmm. And ask, and, and I would spend some time thinking about or writing about the why to yourself. Yeah. And get clear about that before you start to talk about your dreams to your, you know, friends that are on the same soul level as you, because you don't really want other people to put their salt and pepper and spices on your dreams. Yeah. 
So get clear about your why, because it seems to me like you have an idea of how you see yourself, but Mm -hmm. you really don't understand why you see yourself there. Does that Which is, yeah, no, that's exactly it. Um, I think it's pretty interesting because as you were saying that it kind of reminded me of exactly how I ended up in New York and why, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do after college. I didn't know like where I wanted to be really. I assumed I would move back to Chicago right after college. And then I just really wanted to go to New York. Um, didn't know what kind of job I was going to get in New York. Just assumed that like, hopefully it would work out. Um, and it, truly like I had no plan of how to get there, who I was going to live with, if anyone I even knew was going to be there. Um, And then it just happened to work out. And like, now that I'm here, I really can't imagine my life not in New York right after graduation. I think I've grown so much in ways that when I wanted to come to New York, it wasn't even like, I didn't even have in mind all of the ways I would grow that I have since I've lived here. So I think that that is kind of like a great, like, testimony even that I didn't even think about and like how I'm going to end up in Chicago like if there's a will there's a way I guess exactly and and you know I'm, I say that as a person who's a planner I yeah. say that as a person who is very organized I'm not telling yeah. you you know to uh you know leave it all uh you know throw you know caution to the wind I'm saying in your dra- daydreaming segments in your time that you dedicate the daydreaming don't yeah. pull in the logistics Keep that space sacred for dreaming, okay? And then when you have what I call inspired action, right? And you have to take action on these things, you will, it will effortlessly effortlessly work out for you just like it did in New York because it was was in alignment with what you wanted Mm -hmm. and why you wanted it and it will happen. But... Don't, uh, when you're daydreaming, don't suppress yourself by worrying about the logistical details. Yeah. Okay. You can think of the possibilities. You mm-hmm. can think, oh, I might, you know, get promoted. Yeah. Go there and I might get um, a, a really great career opportunity to move there or I might meet someone who I want to spend, you know, the ne- my life with and they're from Chicago and I might end up there or yeah. I might go back there because of another, you don't know why. Yeah. Give yourself some really great possibilities. Yeah. And don't, it doesn't have to be like, oh, it has to be this way. Right. Don't be so rigid with yourself because that's when you bump yourself out, yeah. right? So be open to the possibilities Get clear about what your intention is and your why and just start daydreaming and and have multiple daydreams. Like they're fun. Yeah. (laughs) I love the vibration kind of analogy of it because it's so true. Like too high is too high and too low is too low. So it is just like have that happy medium in what you do. I feel like. Yeah. Just be in flow. And that means like not, you know, resisting having things come and go as they may. And and when things don't go the way you think they should, they're still going that way. Yeah. So accept what, how they're going, be grateful for whatever that lesson is and move through it. As you know, we talk about all the time and that way you can keep dreaming because there's nothing worse than not dreaming. Yeah. I mean, what, think about all of the innovations and all of the things that we use in our daily life, they were one time somebody's dream. Yeah. Okay. From your iPhone to your Google, to the car you drive, to the plane yeah. you fly in, to, to everything. Okay. And they were one day somebody's dream and we're not taught or there should be a daydreaming, you know, school really to teach. Yeah. I should do that. Right. Yeah, I would take that. <laughs> Have you read them? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's get through this first and then we'll. But it's needed because we dream as kids and your parents were perfect examples of this. And 
you know, your dreams. I mean, look at God, Walt Disney, for God's sake. Like, it's a whole this magical daydream. And yeah. it was created. That doesn't yeah. mean it's not backed by action and hard work and all of that. But, you know, building that space in every day and figuring out why you're dreaming the dreams that you dream and being completely open to the possibilities of how they will happen will indeed continue to make all of your dreams come true. I am certain of that with every cell of my body. Yeah. I love that advice. I'm definitely going to use it. <laughs> was it helpful? Was this very helpful? See, our whole session just flew by. Did that feel like I know <laughs> that's what dreaming does. That's what dreaming does. All right. Well, here's to you. I I'm going to send you, do you want the raw footage? Sure. Yeah. I'll send you the raw footage. Um, I absolutely loved our time together and I'm so grateful for your time, especially, you know, you're a young girl on a Friday night. I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, this is fun. This is better than any plans I have. <laughs> <laughs> Go have fun. There are so many fun things in our future. Believe me. Believe yes. Me. I know. So funny. I'll leave you with this funny tidbit. My plastic surgeon, who's like a very, I didn't realize was a very famous plastic surgeon until he, he does breast cancer patients like out of the goodness of his heart because he's such yeah. an amazing cranial face guy. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have talked to him the, the way I talked to him the first time he, I just met him and he told me I had to take an antibiotic and I was like, I'm not fucking taking an antibiotic. You know? <laughs> and then I, anyway, we're now very friendly and he's great. Yeah. And so he, uh, gifted me some Botox. I had never had it. Oh my gosh. Isn't it so funny? So he's commenting on my thing. On, on, he's messaging me being like, you look so young. I'm like, well, that's because of you. He's like, no, yeah, you thank you. Like, thank you. I'm like, <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. That's a great I was 48 years old. I had never had it. And um, you would do not look 48. That's insane. Thank you. I know. <laughs> I feel young. I feel young. 48 is young. I'm only, listen, I'm only done with my second quarter. Yeah, seriously. I've got two quarters to go, so.